Hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance, back with our special Shadow and Bones series, part two. Today, we're going to be talking about episodes four, five, and six of the new Netflix series. I'm Bridget, and with me is my co-host for the series and producer, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi, Bridget. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, am I excited to get into this. So much good stuff happened, and we are very pleased to introduce Christine, who is our very special guest on this episode. Hi, Christine. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Christine's videos are super awesome. She's always very high energy, very, very funny. She has a lot of videos on YA fantasy and has a lot of opinions, so I'm excited she's agreed to come on the show. We love opinions here, Christine, so (laughs) tell us a little bit about your channel. Tell people how to find you. Yeah, well, I have been making videos about books on YouTube since ancient internet times. I started in 2010 and I'm still chugging along. I've, you know, I wanted to be a writer and I loved reading and I didn't have an outlet to talk about that. And now I have, I have published my first book and my second book's coming out. I make a lot of videos about writing now. And I also, of course, am talking about books in between. Yeah, I just read Saturday Mass's latest book. It was a, I had a lot of fun reading that one. <laughs> and, uh, I did too. I would, I mean, what did we wait for that book? Two years for A Court of Silver Flames. <laughs> And I told Shawnee, we actually almost did a mini series on the entire, like the trilogy and then the new book. Cause I was like, Shawnee, like there's so much romance. It's not there's a romance, so but much. there's so yeah. much romance. It is a romance. It is a romance, <laughs> really. It's just like, they don't get their happily ever after book one, but it all happens. It's a three book romance. It's gonna happen. But yeah, so my channel is Poland Bananas Books. I didn't say that. I'm just like being very vague. But if you wanted to check those out, my videos, it's uh, Poland, like the country, bananas, like the fruit, books, like books. Yes, <laughs> and we will make sure that there are all kinds of links for that in your show notes if you want to check her out and on our website as well, pointing to her. And on social, we'll make sure we're tagging you and everyone can find you so before we go too deep into episodes four five and six i want to hear quickly like what you thought of the initial what was your initial reaction to one two and three me right yeah (laughs) i already know jane we already did a whole episode everybody knows about jane i know (laughs) okay the first episode i was just like in stunned silence the whole time just crying on and off. I was watching with my boyfriend and he was just like laying on the couch and I was like looking <laughs> at the TV, looking at all the details, so excited by everything. Like Jesper is everything. I, I am so pleased with that casting. Yeah. He is perfect. Perfect. Yes. And oh my gosh. Anej and Kaz and Alina and Mal. Like, I did not like Mal in the book. He was just boring to me. Mm -hmm. I agree. He really was shipping the Darkling just because it was way more interesting. And then now, I mean, Mal is, he's winning over. I agree. All right, you guys, it sounds like Christine's right in line with our episodes one, two, and three. If you guys missed that, hop back and listen to that and then come back. And I think it's time to just get popping. Let's get into it. Roommate. Okay, so 
since we open episode four with Mal, let's talk about Mal. I personally agree with you. I think his character in the show is so much richer and better. Like in the books, he's kind of a whiny biatch and kind of like takes her for granted and is mean to her and like doesn't accept that she has to become powerful and that she's a badass. And he's just like, meh, 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 but what about me? And it's like, figure your own shit out, bro. But in this, like, I thought the way that they, like, we wove in the letters that he's writing to her and created those. So we got to glimpse that. Like, I personally thought it was, like, heartbreakingly romantic. I was in for it. Yeah. I mean, it was very, we have a very notebook-like scene where it's like, <laughs> why fight me? It's like, I have today. <laughs> like, and then there's like the, even there's the pause and she's like, you wrote me? <laughs> you really wrote me? So that was really, really fun. But also, even just the way that they've woven in these flashbacks of them, uh, you know, going out of their way to be together when they might be separated. Like that jail flashback, that was in these three episodes, right? I loved that. That was such a little delicious, a little cherry on top. I loved that. I know. Like he couldn't be away from her for an entire night when they were finally back together. And so he was willing to beat someone up to just get in jail and to like lock up with her. Like, I cannot say enough good things about his character in this. And I think it's to the credit of like that senior speaking about when they finally meet again in real life. And she's like, I wrote you, you never wrote me back. And he's like, I wrote you, you never wrote me back. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they hug. And like, in the books, there's so much more, like they don't believe each other and they like so much angst in that scene. And it like kind of spirals, like he stalks away. And it's not until like much later in their escape from after the palace and he finds her and then he helps her escape. It's like much later in that them being together that they finally like hash it out. And I, for one, am really glad that they like didn't make it so angsty and whiny and that they evolved it because I think on screen that would have been especially brutal to watch. Well, they took out the scene where Mal sees her at the palace and he's like, nah, 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 nah. that's pretty much what he says, right? And I was really glad for one that they took that out because I thought that scene was stupid in the books. Um, and I like that they just jump to their meeting in the forest instead. So one thing, Christine, that we talked about in episodes one, two, and three is we were like, when is the Darkling going to give her the black kefta and like what's going to happen? And so it finally came in this episode. So first of all, let's talk about the costumes, which we have not talked about a lot, but oh my geez, what did you guys think? What did you think, Christine? They're gorgeous. I love the Kefkas. They're so great. And I don't remember, it wasn't like the first three episodes that we saw Lee wearing a purple Kefka. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh my God. (laughs) I love everything that Inej is in. Oh my God. Yes, I have to speak on this. Her outfit specifically in episode five and six, her outfits, the like male soldier outfits. uh, And then later with the little top hat and the back with all the crows are like little matching outfits oh my god that was great (laughs) i am just like loving going back and forth between the sort of sweeping epic with the epic music and the sort of wider shots the drawn out and then all of a sudden it's like let's go on a caper (laughs) they even say jesper literally has a line where he goes yes time for a heist i was like my thoughts exactly my thoughts exactly (laughs) and the editing gets much more fun too they're Mm -hmm. doing those like swish transitions Mm -hmm. with the crows and then everything's all drama Mm -hmm. and like intensity with alina (laughs) speaking of drama and intensity 
I mean, let's talk about the Darkling or General Kerrigan, for those of you who have not read the books, but General Kerrigan and Alina, they got sassy in this this trio of episodes. And I was not mad at the the uh, hunger behind the kissing. I thought it was great. In the book, I was more excited about it. And now I'm like, oh, you are such a liar. I cannot stand you. Get away from her. Can I ask a question real quick? Yes, what please. do you think about him telling her his name like right away he's like call me alexander right away that's big it's a big departure because in the books obviously everyone calls him the darkling and no one knows his name and so she's like the only one um i think obviously they have changed the way he's presented quite a bit i didn't mind it because it's him everyone else calls him General Kerrigan or Kerrigan. And so it's him being like, no, no, like you're closer to me than that. You're more important to me than that. And he even says like, you mean a lot to me and like gazes in her eyes. And I'm like, let's swoon, <laughs> motherfucker. Like get her with them iPads. Oh my goodness. That scene where he takes her out for the first time on that horse. And it's just like pure manipulation. Everything he says and every way he says it. And well, the telling her to call him Alexander was just another way to like wrap her around his finger there. And again, it was really cool to watch it happen because I don't know, in the book, I just didn't picture him as Ben Barnes. I pictured him as a more kind of sharper, I don't know, just like <laughs> more evil even right. I don't more know. visibly evil <laughs> I, I knew he was gonna be evil but he looks so soft and like you want to trust him and that whole time I was like oh god <laughs> so <laughs> you know what's really really interesting is like we've clearly all read the books but me and Shawnee did a watch along with one of our patrons hi Molly and she hasn't read the books and so she did not think that he like she is picking up the romance but not the manipulation yet which is so interesting like how everyone is watching this from a completely different perspective so if you're one of our viewers who hasn't watched the books yet like we're like already being like oh but how like oh I see what he's he's laying breadcrumbs for blah 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 but like if you're watching as a viewer who doesn't know the books you're like oh my God, of course she should be with him. Like, look at him. And like, he's like sneaking them off to the map room to make out in the middle of this party. And then in that scene, like the one, yeah, stealing Mal's idea for the flowers. The one thing in that scene though, that even tipped her off was, so they're like having this beautiful makeout scene and like connecting, staring into each other's eyes, et cetera. And then he gets a knock on the door, goes to the door and the guy's like, oh, her double Marie is dead. And we caught the guy and he's like, I'll be right there. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. And she was like, oh, he lied to her. And so I do think it's interesting because Ben Bards was talking about how he wanted to portray him as a person who doesn't think he's evil. So he doesn't think he's the villain. He thinks everything he's doing is justified and is worth it. And which I think is makes him seem more innocent while he's acting because you're like, well, he does really like her, but he's also willing to manipulate her and to get what he wants. Yeah, all the best villains think they're mm. doing the right thing. For sure. <laughs> like, I they have to say, believe yeah. in themselves. Yeah, I have to say, like, he is totally, yes, manipulating her also. 
But there is, I feel like, a much softer edge they're putting on him for this show, I think, to, like, play to that. Where, like, I just want to, let's go back to the irises real quick, is that he asked Mal what her favorite flower is, right? And he doesn't even know her favorite flower. And Mal says irises, but he says white irises. But he gives... No, he says, he says, no, he says not white. He says not oh, white. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he says mine. not the white one. <laughs> then yeah. it's a mute point. Okay. Well, anyways, he still, I think, I will still make another point, is that when he goes to the door, he has, like, a very, like, breathless and excited, like, look. And he gives her a lot of looks when she's not looking that I'm, like, totally on board with. And I have the scene written down when um, they're at the party at the feet and He's like kind of like towering over her or whatever. And he's like, you look lovely, by the way. I was like, oh, wow. And then there's like the Inferni, whatever, like start doing fire tricks. And I was like, oh, I get it because there's fire between the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like he's got a narcissist thing going on with like he wants, he he thinks he really likes her and he, he wants her as a possession, not as person partner so it's so weird like having these complete opposite feelings that i had when i was reading the book because i was like yes yes and now i'm like oh god get away from her (laughs) can't stand you i found like i'm so much more i don't know i'm much more intrigued about where they're going with it because of how different my feelings are with the two of them but also with having the crows intersperse, I feel like is so exciting because we don't know anything about what it is. I know. <laughs> I was, we were talking last time and I would love to know, what do you think about, well, obviously we know you like just for an edge because like who doesn't, they're amazing. But like, what do you think about how they're acting? So for me, it feels like they're the prequel so like they're not quite at the elevation of badassery that they are in their books where they're already like running barrel and they're already the wraith or you know what I mean like this is like them getting to that point in my mind like what did you think about it's so fun watching this turn into like you know they're about to like form their team almost mm-hmm. and seeing Nina and where mm-hmm. she's at has been so cool. I was so excited when I just saw the ribbon dancer in the background and I was like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. They're going to perform from the queen. That's how they're getting in. And then yeah. she fell and I yeah. was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> go but okay what did you think about the conductor because at first I was like oh where are we going with this character is he gonna join our crew and he keeps doing these really sneaky ass things and I was like I don't trust him at all I hope they're not trusting him and of course Kaz didn't actually trust him but I I wanted to I wanted wanted to to, because he felt like he had a trustworthy face I was doing some suspicious things I also like I didn't expect him to try to kill her right away that was a shock so he kills the double also I like that Jenny came in like a badass like like knife hand striking him I loved that that was so so good so good I do like that Kaz didn't tell Inej and Jesper that he knew that the other guy was bad and that there was going to be a double. Like, I know, it made me so, it made my heart hurt in the best way. I was like, oh, he's just wheeling and dealing all the time. He's like constantly. I thought the scene where he fought the Inferni, like smashed his hand, really showed like the sort of Kaz ruthlessness that we have come to love and enjoy. What did you think about Inej's character? Because in the books, I don't remember her ever having any hesitation about like defending herself or killing people um, as needed. And in this, this was like clearly her first kill. 
to protect Kaz. I'm wondering what you think about that. I feel like, I mean, it's very cool to see the evolution of her character. So I feel like we've already seen her at a point where now it's like no big deal. I feel like once she broke the seal there, it became, so she does it again before the end of the episode and she kills the other wind squalor. Squalor? Or, or no, no, she's Corporal fire. Nikki? She's Heart fire too. Oh, she's Isn't she a fire? The, the twin? The, the twin? twin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, because she burns that, like, thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. So she kills again before the end of the episode, and I think it'll just become something that now she just doesn't feel as bad of, not doesn't feel as bad about, <laughs> but something that she Understands does, it's, like, worth it sometimes. Yeah, that she has to do. And I thought that scene was great, because, like, she was willing to, like, let yes. that lady, she was like, if you wait to pull it out until someone gets here, you won't die. And the lady's like, giving her all this racist sass, I'm gonna hunt you down, <laughs> and she's like, well, in that case... You're yeah, I'll take my knife back. <laughs> I'll take my knife back. Thank you. Um, I will say about that little plot line is that yeah. I really liked, I was like, when, so when the twin starts following her, I was like, oh, like, yes, an immediate play on Inej's guilt and her faith and like an immediate punishment for killing someone for the first time. What an interesting, complex thing, whatever, like, what's she going to do? And then the twin is like, calls her like, Suli trash. And I was like, oh, I just kill her. Get rid of her. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I think Inej, the scene where Inej watches Alina bring the light for the first time and her like eyes are just filled with tears and she does the like sort of faith symbol. I thought that actress for me has been a hundred percent win. Like throughout, she's really bringing it and her eyes are so big. And when they fill with tears, you're like, oh my God, who hurt you? Um, yes. The casting is so strong in this show. She's so perfectly yeah. in edge. Like yeah. I had no issue immediately believing that she was in edge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And even the scene where she, I love how she just gets into the back of their vehicle. And <laughs> gets I laugh oh. out loud. Oh I, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just to get into face. <laughs> we lost her. Did we? Did we? <laughs> Did um, we? <laughs> but when she pops out of there and um, Inej kind of just, you know, mm-hmm. just looks at her and kind of yeah. bows. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just, mm-hmm. it's really, and, oh, she's always the, the voice of reason for mm-hmm. Kaz. And mm-hmm. it's really nice to see her being it now, right mm-hmm. before we've even kind of come to that place that we know them at. Speaking of charming Jesper moments, I was very pleased with his interlude with the stable boy. I was oh, like, he's I. throwing that flirt game across the room. And I was like, Jesper. Get your man, Jesper. Get Go him. Have some fun. He yes. deserves it. You know what Shawnee would say? My co-host hates in sort of heist situations or like suspense romance when the people have sex like during some sort of dangerous <laughs> situation and I'm always like no the adrenaline is pumping that is the perfect time for the fuckery especially Jesper, Jesper. Jesper proved that he proved yeah. that it was the perfect time to get a little uh-huh. strange and steal some horses perfect time I also love that scene where he like shoots the sign and the guy comes out and he's like oh there's something wrong with your sign <laughs> <laughs> like he turns around and does it again it's just great Jesper once again gets the award I gave him the award in the first three episodes I'm giving him the award again for best boy I'm obsessed with him he is so charming and has so many little lines I thought were hilarious like again the the goat callbacks I'm loving 
and there was another thing he said when they're fighting the Grisha when they're like coming after him and he again doesn't he like clocks him upside the head uh and he's like oh can't shoot another pretty face I really have to like stop doing that like because he can't shoot someone in the face because he's like they're too good looking to shoot in the face That's so good so good and the scene where like through all the laundry he yeah. shot him right mm-hmm. here and he's like uh it's not gonna hurt me and then he shoots him in the same <laughs> spot like five times <laughs> yeah and it finally makes it through <laughs> I mean and it's just like he keeps getting more bruised yeah so, um and he's like I love a challenge it's great. <laughs> yeah. it great and it does make me laugh I'm like you could have just shot him in the head just right <laughs> I know I know I, that's what I at first I was like why did you just shoot him in the face <laughs> I quickly want to talk about Matias and Nina before we move too far into episodes five and six I am obsessed with them like in this trio of episodes like I think they had that like combat of fun bickering chart like relationship together that was in the books and I am so pleased by it because a lot of like obviously Alina and the Darkling or General are going to be like a much more intense Alina and Mal are much more like you know old friends like a warm sweater who are clearly in love and like gonna do whatever they can for each other like but I thought they had like the purest like squee romance for me where they were just like look at their faces look at his face he can't he has to smile she's so charming she's so charming <laughs> they have chemistry right so much away. chemistry like as soon as she's locked up they have chemistry like when he feeds her he's oh. like stop and then she spits <laughs> like, it in his face stop. i was like get him nina i love how she's always saying things like how much how can so much stupid be in so much <laughs> so much tall i don't know what she said but it's great she has such great jabs constantly about yeah. him being an idiot <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, nina, nina's my favorite character in the books like and it's just been so much fun at first in like the first episode i was like where's nina <laughs> um, but then she comes in and it's great and as they progress it gets more and more fun to watch Matthias and mm-hmm. Nina mm-hmm. that scene in the little hut was mm-hmm. just grand yes <laughs> Matthias is so ungrateful he is in a prime position Bridget knows I'm obsessed with Nina I think she is perfect the actress is perfect I was mad I was mad he doesn't deserve to be there he doesn't yeah. deserve it I'm like, if you're going to be able to snuggle up against a gorgeous person, you better snuggle. You better yeah. get close. <laughs> snuggle. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> Don't his expressions are adorable. I think the guy mm-hmm. who plays Matthias is perfect, too. Oh, my God. Every look he gives. The I'm blushing, like, like, little smile he gives is, like, mm-hmm. too much. It's too mm-hmm. much. The two of them together. Do you want to take a quick break? But before we do, I would love to know, Christine, what do you think about Bagra? Because we had some thoughts about Bagra and how I would say for me, at least, she looks and feels the most different from the books. Aside from perhaps Mal, who clearly is a much better character now than he was, but she's the one who, when I like see her, I'm like, oh, that's, that's not what I thought you're going to be like. <laughs> so what did you, what do you think about Bagra? Yeah, I did picture Bagra as more of like a shriveled, very old woman who would like <laughs> hit her with her same <laughs> Um, and be more of like a human Yoda, you know, but I, I mean, I've, I've adjusted, I think, to the Bagra in the show. She just looks and feels younger than I, I know she's very old, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she just, even the way she speaks to her feels like she's not like 500 years old, like I expected her to. 
be like. So yeah, like when she took more of an active, like when I saw her out in the like lawn area talking to the general, I was like, I was like, she's outside of her hut, like her cave. cave (laughs) How'd she get out of there? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like her cave is the most set-like feeling Mm -hmm. area of the whole thing. It almost, it doesn't really feel like a real cave. I I, agree. I wish, I kind of wish it was a hut, like a little hut like she actually lives in, but yeah, I mean, I've just kind of brushed it brushed off. It off. Like, there's so oh, many good things. So everything's fantastic. Like, I don't mind it. <laughs> I, I don't remember. So I read the books, like I binged them in audiobook, and I don't remember her coming in and like ushering out Alina. Is that what happened? She, no, yeah. no. No, no, she comes into the little palace at night because Alina, it's after, and Alina's waiting for the Darkling to maybe come to her chambers. Oh, it's, and that's right. She's Bagra like in her knocks room. knocks on the door okay. and she, she thinks it's the Darkling, but it's actually Bagra. And she immediately like, starts dragging her away. That's okay. right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I did not remember that part. And I was like, that's oh, right. does I she forgot she does come. active role? <laughs> she doesn't that confront, one moment, yeah. she doesn't confront the Darkling like outside though. He comes to her and he's like, what did you do? Where did she go? Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commission. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Rich, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. So I have two questions, one of which my husband brought up. He's never read the books, but he's like, why are they cold? Because she can bring the sun. Like, can she not bring some heat to them? (laughs) But I was saying, oh, maybe they're not doing it because they know the Darkling's following, and so they're worried about the light. But I feel like they could like hold their coats open and like block the light, and, like get a little heat going. I don't know. But yeah. also, I guess they want to just snuggle, maybe. Maybe <laughs> it, maybe it's like takes constant concentration to do it too. So she can do it like I don't know. Nina can do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like if Nina can do it while Mateus is swimming them on a little but, uh, Rose and Jack raft. Oh look, they both fit everyone but out Nina of the ocean. Is Nina, you know, she's Nina is a badass. Skilled. Oh, when she spoke Fjordan, and I know. Like, How do you? She's like, I speak six languages. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Let me tell you all the ways I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk through how the Darkling and Zoya used to get down. Get down. Yeah, yeah they just they, say it. They're like, they, no, they yeah. were fucking. Yeah. 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 They did that in the book, though, right? I feel like Zoya was jealous because of that reason. She was jealous, but there was never, like... There was never explicitly... It was that she was his favorite and that he, like, depended on her. But it was never explicitly said that they had a physical relationship. More that she was just... assumed. I... You know what's funny is, like, I didn't, when I read the books, assume that. But I, in the book, she does sleep with Mal, though. But in the show, she doesn't. I, there's so much muddled in my mind now because I can't tell what was not in the books. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought it was a good scene for two reasons. One is that it shows that the Darkling and her used to have a relationship, which I think it informs like the rest of her journey throughout this series. But also, I think it, it at least for me, made it feel like the Darkling really does care about Alina. And he, mm-hmm. like, he's not using her, maybe. Maybe he really does love her. And so it made me, like, question 
like you know he's not good but is he like redeemable is there a part of him that does love her like that for me was that scene again i think he thinks he loves i really think he has like narcissistic personality disorder (laughs) like he thinks he's being uh loyal to her Uh um and this is his way of showing himself like look at me i'm a good person (laughs) yeah i'm a good person i'm a good person (laughs) (laughs) way of being like i'm a good person i'm not gonna cheat on alina (laughs) i want to rule the whole world but I'm a good person. <laughs> Look, I have morals. <laughs> what did you guys think about Jenya giving her the ring that they could track? I was hashtag sad face. I was so sad. I was like, did she intend to do that? I think I she did. So upsetting. So, I think she I did. She gave it to her in the beginning of their relationship before they had really formed the bond, right? No, she gives it to her when she's putting on the black kefta. So this is like presumably like weeks or months after they have met. I mean, the timeline, they don't really tell you exactly how long she's been at the little palace, but presumably like Mal had time to go to, you know, hunt the stag and all the stuff. Like presumably it's been a couple months, I would say. At least weeks, if not months. I will say with Jenya is that in the book, because one big difference that I like, and we've talked about how Mal is a lot different, but I think one of the reasons he's so different is because they let they let Alina also like have a complete personality change, which I love personally, because I hate Alina <laughs> in the books. But there is a lot less of a focus on Jenya and Alina's friendship in this series, in this show, because Alina's not as isolated in the Lilla Palace. Like she's actually friends with Marie and Nadia and they show you being friends with her too as opposed to the books where it's like Marie and Nadia are just like these weird girls that are following me around and don't really like me because I'm ugly and weak and blah, 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 blah. but there's less of a I could see I one of my things I said in my notes is I could see this Jenya betraying Alina a lot easier not even as like a bad thing against her character because I love Jenya and I love also little glimpses you get of Jenya and David too when they're looking at each other at the party but yeah I don't mind this uh this version I'm upset with David though. Why? Because he was the one who like was like, I can track him. And isn't he the I just watched episode seven (laughs) 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 How could you, David? I know. know. For those of you who haven't read the books yet, David is playing a pivotal role in the upcoming episode seven that we will talk about in the next episode. And he does a bad thing. Bad David. I really like the the chemistry though between David and Jenya in those scenes where they like have their like mm-hmm. kind of half yeah. 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 Incredible. yeah I love that I Alina immediately is like so you <laughs> like him because I was like that's exactly what I would say to my friend <laughs> the look she gives and she's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I I was all about them I Again, like, I think the chemistry that they got between all the different characters who are supposed to be pairings is, like, so, so good. Even, like, the scene where, excuse me, we didn't even talk about it yet, but the scene where she calls the light for the first time, and he's, like, standing in front of her, and he's like, her name is Alina Starkov, and she's going to change the world. And I was like, well, give her an introduction. (laughs) And just, like, the way he looks at her while she's summoning and, like, the light. I also thought it was interesting how the, all the people in the crowd are, like, maybe not all, but like at least a quarter of the people I saw started doing like the sign of the saint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started crying. I, I, don't, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to. And then I was just like in tears and then everyone kneeled and I was like, oh my God. 
But before that, when he stood right in front of her, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> how dare you just stand in front of her? <laughs> My thought was like, wow, it really shows how much taller and bigger he is, even though he's not a big dude, because you like literally cannot see her at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Mike Wazowski in a picture. <laughs> like, I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> That's an, an amazing Pixar callback. I love that. <laughs> um, what's funny about that scene too is the first time and second time she called her power on the skiff at the very beginning and then in the, the hut uh, when the Darkling cuts her, I thought her face was like way too blown out and it was like, I didn't really love it. So weird. Yeah. And I yeah. wonder if they wanted the to just... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I wonder if they wanted to differentiate because that didn't happen this time. So I wonder if they wanted to differentiate between when she's like being forced into her power, can't control it. And now that she's controlling it, like she's still glowing, but it's a much more normal glow. And the power is like sort of outside of her now versus coming just from sort of within her skin. I was thinking the same thing. I was, because that first time she glowed, I was like, whoa, weird choice. Yeah, I did too. I was like, I was like, well, it's a TV show. They have a TV show budget. They don't have a movie budget. That's what I kept saying. It's not a movie budget. It's not a movie CGI budget. My you know? boyfriend was like, I don't know about that. It's really old fashioned. I think they could do better even with a TV yeah. budget. Yeah, me too. Me too. But. It probably was purposeful now that we're seeing how, you know, it has evolved when she can control it. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like everything is sort of been purposeful. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm very happy about. Because one thing we've talked about before is, in, in past, like, Romance at a Glance episodes, is when it feels like uh, things are thrown in because they're cool mm-hmm. and, like, they don't really have a reason. And even though at this point there's some things that I'm like, I'm not quite sure what the reason will be, it does feel like everything is fitting together and everything is, like, kind of like a cast scheme it's all slotting into place Mm -hmm. which i personally am happy about because i hate in shows when you're like what was the whole point of that scene it was a waste of my time could have had another cool scene and you just sort of like having fun over there instead of you know yeah speaking of magic i like kaz and darklings meeting their Mm. little alley meeting and Mm -hmm. kaz's little magic trick magic nerd kaz brecker i'm obsessed i love that scene (laughs) was there a little part of you that really just wanted them to get alina and bring her back across the (laughs) i'm still hoping there's like a twist finale i haven't watched the finale yet but like the twist finale where alina's like okay let's work together i'll show my face you can show me I'll go back. Oh, you want them to, her to go to Ketterdam right away? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I want her to just like You turn me in, get your million dollars, <laughs> then you can help me escape, and yes. then I'll go on my way. You're a million dollars richer. You're welcome. We can make this work. <laughs> like, we can all be best friends. What I do think, okay, because like you guys said, she accidentally ends up in the trunk of their carriage because she's trying to escape, sees a carriage, jumps in the trunk. And Jasper's like, don't we know where she is? <laughs> don't we? Ask me the question, Gaz. And so they take her away. She jumps out and like blinds Cash and Jasper to get away from them. And then they're like, we lost her again. God damn it. She keeps getting away from us. I do think, based on where we currently are, and the fact that they obviously have brought them into this land, I do think that if there is a season two, which has not unfortunately been confirmed yet, but it is trending number one around the world, I so I think it'll happen. I think that they are going to have to spend at least some of the time in Ketterdam in season two. 
get them them. I'm so excited. But I also do think that they will be continuously woven into the whole trilogy if they make oh, the whole yeah. trilogy. And I do think her, their path will like in some like important way keep intersecting with Alina. Mm-hmm. Either they're helping her get money or run guns or or something. They're going to yeah. be there somehow. I honestly don't think the show would be as exciting or colorful or fun without them. And it, like, it was imperative 100%. to have them included 100%. because I mean, I read those books first, so I feel like I'm a little biased toward them as characters, but when I read Shadow and Bone, like, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't as into it and as excited about the characters. Mal annoyed me and like the dark yeah. thing with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like Alina wasn't as fun. Mm-hmm. And then when we have them, everyone is great. Each character is fantastic. I'm in love yeah. with them all. So. Yeah, banter is so yes. good. I think in general, the duology is stronger. A hundred percent. I think the characters, the setting, the scenes, and also I think her writing, because Shadow and Bone's her first book, and yeah, yeah, so the duology are four and five. Yeah. So it's, I hundred percent agree with you. I was so happy when I found out. So I don't know if you knew this, but the showrunner, they asked him if he wanted to pitch to showrun like the series, but at the time they only had the rights to Shadow and Bone trilogy. And he was like, I won't do it unless you, if you don't have the rights to the other two, because it's not I'm not doing it. And so they went and they got the rights to those and then came back to him and were like, okay, will you do it now? And he was like, here's my plan. (laughs) I was reading through interviews and I was just like, he's like, well, I don't want to daydream too much about season two. However, (laughs) if I get the call from Netflix, I am ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, they complement, the stories complement each other, the characters Mm complement each other so well. You need that drama, but you need that lightness or else it's not going to work the same way. So, it's good writing in this. I'm, I haven't seen a good show in a long time. So this is really good writing. It's making me excited. Also, I'm wondering, because I would be surprised if they didn't end up allies, you know, by the end of the show. And now I'm wondering because my beloved Nikolai would show up in season two, my beloved. And I feel like if you're going to have pirates and you're going to have people in Ketterdam, you got to you gotta put them together. Oh, you for gotta sure. Have them for sure. And a Nikolai and Kaz alliance or yeah. enemies or whatever, yeah. I would sell my soul. I feel like it's going to be like one-upmanship, you know? Mm-hmm. It's going to be mm-hmm. like, but I have a better scheme, but I have a better scheme, yeah. but I have yeah, a better yeah, scheme. Yeah. I'm serious <laughs> with my scheme. I'm, I'm go lucky with my scheme. I, <laughs> yeah. He shows up in Six of Crows and they do something he together. does show up in six of crows yeah, yeah. in the second book crooked kingdom yeah. but i haven't crooked finished kingdom. crooked kingdom yeah. yet i'm literally okay. reading it right now oh my god <laughs> go ahead yeah you're welcome i'm just excited because i feel like i have been let down in the past by fantasy series especially being translated because it is hard to translate something where you want to stay faithful to the story because that's what the fans fell in love with, but you also are translating, you know, translating to a different medium. And so you really have to take that into account. And I think this for me so far has been the perfect balance of like staying true to the, the main point of the story, but changing, evolving it for television in a better, in like for the better. And I'm so, I mean, like I, I was so worried. <laughs> so worried. The trailer looked amazing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I knew that Lee was very involved. So I was like, okay, it's 
good. Like she's just going to make sure it's good. I agree. But also sometimes that can be so much worse because if an author, she clearly was involved in like the best way possible where she was like helping them with the feel, helping them with the tone, helping them, but also like letting them change her characters and letting them explore. And, And a lot of authors, um, previously that have done adaptations where they they're holding on too tight to their original creation and I think that uh, can be a real detriment sometimes yeah and I think the changes they've made to the show just to like keep people on their feet on their toes too like they, like where you don't really know how things are going to go all the changes have seemed I haven't been angry at like any and any of the things that they've done I think that they've I think this is really great the the one thing with the pros is almost like the crows don't fail missions. That's the one thing that's like at the back of my mind. I'm like, they've got to figure something out. <laughs> I totally agree. We were chatting about in the first that Kaz like flinched. And I was like, Kaz doesn't flinch. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? But also like, I've been trying to remind myself that this is two years prior. So yeah. this is like two yeah. years deep of them scheming. They're like supposed to be like, I mean, if you looked at the actual, they're supposed, to be, they're supposed to be like 15 years old at this point. They're, oh my not. God. they're, not. they're clearly yes. not, but yeah. like, like, uh, like in terms of their career criminal lives, like they still have years of capers after mm-hmm. this and they still do have a bunch of successful ones. Uh, they're fun little heists in, uh, uh, it's like episode five or something. Yeah. Uh, that was so yeah, fun. Yeah. When they go steal the map. Yeah, I loved, especially, I have it written down in all caps, Inez's little dancey dance around the one guard. Every single time she gets to be a wraith and, like, throw knives around and her, like, braid is whipping around, I get so excited. Okay, so what are you hoping for out of the next two episodes? Like, what, like, or maybe since you read the next episode, just, like, for the ending, like, like, you know how the books end, but, like, what are you hoping to see? What developments, what, what are you hoping for? Okay, so I'm assuming you have both watched the next two episodes. Yes. So yes. we have because we're recording the next yes. episode right after this. Right after. <laughs> I assume. We tried to split it up in days. It just didn't work scheduling-wise. Yeah, we're like, let's try to do Monday yeah. and Tuesday so that we can watch <laughs> and like not be confused. But yeah, impossible. it's so I'm halfway through episode seven and I'm like, lost my shit when... <laughs> That thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, that, oh, yes. That happened. Yeah. Whoops, did I like, I didn't interpret that right in the books yes. when I read it. It sinks into our skin. I will say that that is different. It's not how it's in the books. Okay. I was like, <gasps> it's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in the next episode, but I will tell you that they did it for a couple of reasons, one of which was costuming, and then the other one was safety. Because they couldn't figure out how to make it safe to have antlers that high up on her neck uh-huh. while she's running and jumping. Oh, okay. So it was like kind of a two-part Makeup problem, thing. like a yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, so then he like figured out how to like make it work in the world, and like they can manipulate bone, they can manipulate bodies. So why not be able to do that? Yeah. Okay. But I agree, it was horrifying. intense. That's where Indeed. I paused. It was horrifying. It's, yeah. I, <laughs> so I think it's supposed to be horrifying too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it works for sure. I think it works. Like, yeah. It mm-hmm. makes it, it, it. I'm much more intrigued about how yeah, yeah. things are going to go now. But anyway, I am hoping that the crows find a way to pay off this debt. Like that they, again, I have like a crazy crackpot area of my brain that's like, they're going to bring Alina over and she's going to come back. But um, the other part of me is like, okay, Cass is going to find out, figure out another way to get some money and they're going to do a heist and get that 
get the crow club back. But uh, with Alina and Mal, I just want Alina to escape. I read these books too fast. I don't remember <laughs> what happens at the end and what hap what's in the second book and what's in All the right. first book. Mm -hmm. So like, I know she escapes with that creepy saint guy, creepy religious guy at one mm -hmm. point. And he's terrifying in this series. And he comes around. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. get away from her. Like, yeah. <laughs> he is so uncomfortable. But yeah, I, I'm just hoping that she gets out of there and doesn't have that necklace under her skin that can make him control her. I don't this is all spoiling the next episode. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I want the crows to have a little happily ever after at the end of the season. That's basically what I care about right now. What about you, Jane? Anything that you're, or you were hoping, something you did watch? I was especially looking forward to seeing the Darkling just come completely unhinged. I wanted to see some manic activity. I think it's hot, so I wanted to see that. <laughs> Um, I was really interested in how the main, how the crows were going to fit into that final confrontation because obviously they weren't there originally. And I was like, well, they're drastically going to change something because like they're there. They're just new people who are there. So like it's going to have to change something. So I was really interested in how they're, they would change it and also how they would, because they still have to go to book two and three, which are already written. And so how they were going to change it in a way that was allowing them to continue the story that has already been laid out as like a parallel path versus a complete divergence in my mind. Anyway, so that's what I was excited about. I'm just like excited. Like I was watching the show. Like you said, you're like, I, was, I didn't cry, but like I had like a little smile on my face the whole time. And like there were multiple times that I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Even though I already, again, I already know the general story of like where it will end up, but the, they're getting there in a little bit different way, which for me is really fun because normally you read an adaptation and it's like, it's fairly similar to the book. So you're like, well, I kind of know the beats, but this one with the crows in there, I'm like, yeah. I don't know the beats. Like what it's is going to happen next? And then you get to see like <laughs> Nina and Matthias, you get to see them in a way that you only flash back to yes. in that duology, which I think is great. Yeah. I'm excited. I remember just even when it first, like the text came up for like the credit text and I was mm -hmm. like, Whoa! <laughs> 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 so excited and I I hadn't felt the way I felt watching that pilot since I had like watched Harry Potter for the yeah. first you yeah. know it felt so real yeah. to what we the books we saw in the books the and, energy yeah. the essence yes. the, the yes. introductions to the crows all mm -hmm. three of them were like so spot on oh. and it made me so excited like little cut my little hands together yeah. I started crying when Kaz was taking off his gloves like <laughs> his hands yeah I I'm like this is my hope this show will continue to be number one in the world. They will <laughs> immediately green light seasons two and three, which we'll film back to back so that we don't have to wait too long to get them. <laughs> and then after that, they will green light the Six, Six of Crows, Crows duology <laughs> so that we can watch that also. But that could be like one season, not two, I think. But it could also be two seasons or four seasons. Who knows? Don't you or think five. that they, they might just continue with King of Scars and Six of Crows together with this series, you know? I'd be like, down for that. They don't take place at the same time. King of Scars is but first. they could follow, like, 
No, isn't he of stars after Six of Crows? It was published after, but I think timeline-wise, it might be before. No, because Nina is Nina is Nina's after. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but they could just follow like Alina or whatever's going on with the castle. Like I feel like they'll just put Six of Crows in this series, don't you think? Since we've got the characters in it already. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I kind of hope that they don't, just because I would like love a whole season of just them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would love a whole Ketterdam season where it's just Ketterdam, but I do agree with you that that is probably what they will do. We'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, Christine, we really appreciate you coming on our podcast and chatting with us about this. It's so fun to like, this is like my favorite part about podcasting in general is, is you get like an extended period of time to nerd out about shit with other people <laughs> yeah. who also are really invested in it. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I haven't talked about it with anyone yet. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I know. Well, honored to be your first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it was so fun. I'm so happy that I got the chat with y'all. All right. Well, again, if you guys want to find Christine, go to Poland, the country, bananas, the fruit books on YouTube. And we'll also have links in our descriptions. And until next time, may your books be your lover. And YA, your best friend. Bye, everybody. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.